Nico here from the GeekCast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. We're here to ask you to head over to Patreon and show us some support. If you've ever dreamed of unlocking the Rob Bass Nude Photo Archive, or if you've been wanting to sponsor the official GeekCast Live pony, go to Patreon and pledge accordingly. That's patreon.com slash geekcastlive. Cartoon Joe here. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like us to do more of it, please be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. Apparently that stuff matters, and we've been not paying attention to it for the past four years. So give us five stars today. Thanks. If you want to get in contact with us outside of the show, be sure to check us out at GeekCast Live on the Facebook machine or check us out on Twitter at GeekCast Live. Nico here, looking for more great content. Just a reminder to check out our good buddies over at waywardraven.com for cool gear, novelties, fun stuff. Check them out. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard for 15% off your order. Check them out at waywardraven.com. If you Player want some coffee. really good coffee. Whoa. Roasted coffee. by gamers for gamers. Oh, Get yourself yeah. some Player One coffee at playeronecoffee.com. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. Geekcast Live. And get yourself a certain Geek amount Cast of money Live. off on some first person smoother. Check them out at Check them out at playeronecoffee.com. It's God's gift to gamers. It's a trap! that guy and all ne'er-do-wells uh here and there welcome to season five episode 233 of the geek cast live podcast i am not your host gcr uh but i am your host not gcr and with me as they're known to do rob bass and cartoon joe Joe is, is feeling himself today. He has made himself a, uh, a, I don't even know what you'd call it, some sort of an ass and a margarita. Oh, I call it an Irish margarita. margarita. I'm pretty sure. It's a, uh, it started as an early times in ginger ale, but I, I muddled a lime into the bottom and then added some sugar, and it was just, it's all downhill. That, what, what inspired yeah, you're, you're halfway. this? I had early times and ginger ale. Well, those, those are two components to Limes. a very simple two-component like, drink. Maybe add some ice well, and you've got a good drink. I, I like a little citrus in my, in my J&G. Right. So I thought maybe some citrus in an ET&G would be good. You were uh, wrong. I was wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. You, you were like halfway to like a hobo mint julep. And, and then I thought, hmm. <laughs> Maybe some sugar will help make this not taste like ass. And I was wrong again. That sounds about so right. So I added I... another lime, <laughs> which was worse. <laughs> and then more early times. Where, where's your adult? Don't you have... I... She's busy getting ready for tomorrow. 
Tomorrow's her Monday, so good, she's good. David Salmonson on the phone. Yep, your your help call. Yeah, that sounds terrible. At a certain point, uh, you have to do the dollar calculations of what the the ROI is on that, and just pour it down the drain. And start over. Uh, I think it's going to get me just as drunk as I would be otherwise. Yeah, but not as happy. Uh, you know, it tastes better the more I drink. Fair. Yeah. On that note of of drinking to, to dull the pain, uh, I think Rob wanted to talk about some sort of game that I haven't played. Uh, yeah, so, well, it wasn't just a game, but for those of you who are familiar with the company Telltale Games, uh, they are the company that had created such titles as the uh, the the Walking Dead game, uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. Uh, they did a couple of uh, Wolf Humongous. Yeah, Wolf mm-hmm. Humongous. Uh, that sounds awkward. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. It I was. Mean, they they've had rights to like several big series like Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Um, I- I actually really enjoyed the Telltale Games, uh, Borderlands game. I also really liked The Wolf Among Us, but I'm also a big fan of the uh, the comic books those are based on. Absolutely. So. And they did have really, really incredible games. Uh, if you hadn't had a chance to play them, um, I might have recommended see- playing them at one point in time, but I'm a little hesitant now because I've... Uh, I've been following some stuff that's kind of hit the uh, like uh, the the gamers news network, if you will. I don't know if there's yeah. actually a singular gamer news network, but anyway. Um, so apparently they've had um, they have a lawsuit currently uh, pending against them, a class action lawsuit, and the uh, the reason being is because uh, they seem to have uh, suddenly. Temporarily shut down and did all of the uh, did a, a massive swath of layoffs, uh, getting rid of writers, yeah. coders, animators, uh, basically just just kicking a ton of their staff to the curb. Yeah, they basically have employees like McDonald's has Szechuan sauce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess, and, wow. and they'll bring them back in a decade or two. Um, and well, and they're saying, speaking of Rick, uh, Rick things, they basically said to their employees, lick, lick, lick my balls. Yeah, because uh, so Three it's, licks. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, it seems like Telltale has uh, assured its fan base and all of the people who uh, play these games that they will assuredly see people will be able to play the uh, the inevitable conclusions of all of these games and franchises that they had started and or uh, gotten you know significantly through uh, uh, the way through. But I'm curious, who the fuck's going to be making these games? Like they they just I mean they got rid of from what I understand like hundreds like almost three hundred employees were laid off, I think, last Friday. Yeah, suddenly. No warning. Yeah, just like, boom, out of nowhere, just... They had that many employees? That's amazing in and of itself. They were huge. They were actually one of the biggest indie developers. Abs- um, absolutely. Like, I mean, you almost I guess, couldn't call them an indie developer yeah. by the time they were at their biggest. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, they, they did have, like, rights to produce, like, the, these massive games uh, for companies uh, such as, or, or, like, titles such as, like, uh, 
Game of Thrones. Let me see if I can pull up a list here of some yeah, of that. Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Um, those are the first that come to mind. I'm sure there uh, were see, more. They also did Batman, Minecraft, which is That's actually right. an incredibly big series. Uh, they did the Guardians of the Galaxy one, so they had to have gotten that from Marvel. Back to the Future, uh, a Jurassic Park game. So they've like they've had their hands in, on like really really big titles, and I mean the only way that you could really do that is um, by having the money to spend to get access to those big titles because they don't give that shit out lightly. And it seems like it was originally founded by one of the former LucasArts developers, Kevin Bruner. Um, LucasArts being like the the company that created tons and tons of Star Wars games and worked right underneath George Lucas and Lucasfilms. Um, so it, it, it's just amazing to me because this, this happened so very suddenly and they had been flying uh, kind of under the radar here recently. I mean, I hadn't heard anything, um, heard, heard much from them. Uh, since possibly like the, the the second or third installment of the uh, the Jurassic Park game, which critics were just kind of lambasting, uh, or, or not maybe not even necessarily lambasting, but just compared to some of their er- earlier works and earlier stories, uh, they just really fell short. And I'm I'm just I'm blown away by this. Like I I can't believe that one they would just so suddenly like it seemed like they were doing. Uh, fairly well um, and, and they just laid off all of these people all of a sudden with no warning whatsoever and then on top of that they seem to have the, the girth to be able to tell all of their fans and the people who spend the money yeah girth uh, is what I'm going to use uh, gall let's go with gall that might be a better word uh, they have the gall to tell all of these fans that have been playing these games yeah, sure. We'll be able to like keep churning this out. Don't you worry. We'll, you'll you'll be able to play the next installment for six ninety nine or whatever the fuck it is. But they just got rid of their entire like their their, their, their essentially their entire staff. So I'm just I, I I'm floored by it. So, so that, yeah, I, don't, that, I have no idea how they're going to manage it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Mostly, I, uh, I have seen that uh, some of my friends over at Airbrain Schemes, our friends uh, Airbrain Screams, reaching out to these guys. Um, and and uh, that's, that's actually where I initially heard about it, through uh, Mitch Gittleman. Uh, so to all of the people that had worked for Telltale Games, I am so terribly sorry that this has happened to you. I had loved your products up until... Uh, the, the Telltale had done this, so uh, it, it's definitely changed my tune about the uh, the entire company. So yeah, I mean they were I mean, they were a, a wonderful quirky little game studio, and mm-hmm. I mean the the cell shading. Uh, I, I'm a big I'm a huge fan of cell shading oh, yeah. for animation, and and the fact that that's the style that they adopted right out of the bat, right out of the gate, whatever you want to call it, uh, fantastic. Um, and and I thought their games were really good. Uh, a little bit too quick sometimes, and sometimes the the story felt a little bit forced. But for the most part, it was a lot of fun. And I love like uh, some of the stories that have come out on Twitter since they started firing people or laying them off. Mm-hmm. Um, the heaviest, you know, indefinitely. Right. 
Uh, there was one point where, where uh, in, in Tales from the Borderlands, which is the game that the, the only Telltale game that I've played all the way through uh, and paid money for, um, there's a moment where uh, the main character was supposed to run through a hallway turning off all the monitors. But in the script they wrote to the to the animators, he runs through the hallway flipping off all the monitors. And so they literally animated him flipping the bird to all of the monitors as oh he runs my. through the halls, looking like a complete lunatic. And Which it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, everyone was like, that's not what we meant, but that's but much funnier. But this is this is better. <laughs> right. And so they stuck with it. It made it into the final game. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's that's more or less my uh, game report, I guess. Uh, that that's what I wanted to talk about. So yeah, super disappointing. Yeah. Well, since you're on, since you're on the subject of games, and if I can bring it something more germane, uh, the time has come where I'm going to have to stop uh, waffling and. I'm gonna have to call the ball and make a, a gaming device console purchase. Uh, so I would like to revisit a topic that has been brought up before on this show, which is if one if if Geekcast Live were to recommend a gaming platform, uh, what would it be and why? Joe, do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Sure, I'll go. I'll go first because I, I think you're going to have a more in depth thing anyway. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm personally a big fan of the PlayStation four. Um, I think it is a, it's a solid, it's a solid platform. It has the most exclusive games. It has all of almost all the same games that Xbox is going to have. You're going to get basically the same processing power. Um, it's almost exactly the same game system in every way, except for you're going to get games that you can't get on Xbox. That's my number one argument for it. The other thing about it is I just I'm personally a Sony uh, homer. I really I really have only ever played PlayStations, Um, although I I enjoyed the Xbox 360. We got a lot of of life out of ours. Um, But yeah, I just I think you're going to get more out of a PlayStation 4 uh, than out of an Xbox one. Personally, Um, I also am a big fan of the Nintendo Switch as far as classic games go. Um, but the problem with Nintendo is that it's even more exclusive. Uh, it's, it's, it's not exclusive in terms of getting the best games, but like, if you want to play Mario, it's only going to be on Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of that feel to it, but I'm, I'm personally just a big PlayStation four person. It's the, it's the system that I have. It's always been the system that I've had. Now, uh, is that from a purely gameplay perspective, or do you like it because you use it for other things like DVDs or internet access or other bullshit? Um, I I primarily use it for games. Uh, however, I do watch Netflix on it. I do watch Hulu on it. Um, when we watched Mandy on Amazon Prime, I watched it through my PlayStation. So there's there's other things I use it for, but I'm I'm primarily using it for gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that would be my caveat is my 95% of my purpose in acquisition will be strictly gameplay. And of that uh, classification, very, very, very little of it would be like uh, online gameplay would be traditional traditional games. Which which, keep that in mind. And I I don't play online at all, personally. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I would I would actually tend to agree with Joe here. Uh, normally, um, at, at the very least, up until the PlayStation Four, uh, I was definitely an Xbox homer. Um, but at this stage of the game, um, firstly, you had already ta- uh, talked to us outside of the show, telling us that you had a, a smart TV. So, I mean, obviously, streaming isn't really one of the big things that you're worried about here. Uh, both uh, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One are going to be Blu-ray compatible. Uh, both of them are going to be 4K compatible, so you'll be able to have the most uh, up-to-date and absurd um, display. Graphics. Yeah, and gl- graphics, should you so choose. Um, generally speaking, uh, some of the hardware in the PlayStation 4 is going to be a little bit, um, uh, above, um, that of the, uh, the Xbox One. However, the Xbox One has also, uh, by the belief, both of them have come out with new models that are kind of, uh, pushing it. Both of them are essentially, um, micro computers at this point in time. Um, you, you can basically do anything on them, surf the web, Facebook, but in terms of strictly games, uh, you will find exclusives on both the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. But that being said, I, I, I am with uh, Joe. I think that the, the PlayStation 4's exclusives are much, much better. Uh, while you would get things like um, the uh, new additions to the Halo series and um, I'm trying to think of other... Uh, Xbox exclusive games right now, and it's not really uh, not really a whole lot coming to mind. Um, whereas with the PlayStation, um, they've got um, I, I know that this isn't up your alley necessarily, but they've got um, the new God of War game. Uh, they've got the new Spider-Man game, which just came out, which does absolutely look incredible. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, they have a lot of really good ones. Uh, Spider-Man. You said Spider-Man's I, on PlayStation? Spider-Man mm-hmm. is on PlayStation. Uh, that is true. It, it is an exclusive. And I, I would recommend it entirely. It, it, everything about it just looks incredibly well done. Uh, it's also got a okay. bunch more the beautiful game. weird, um, fun kind of indie games as opposed to Xbox. Um but uh, most of the games that I think you would be looking for specifically, uh, being like multiplayer games for you and your family, um, I, I think those could be found on both systems. Um, you're not really going to be able to find like a Mario Party. You might find something kind of similar to it, but um, Rocket League. Uh, I still, uh, will we, be... still have, we still have a Wii, so I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, perfect then. Yeah, yeah. you don't have so, to worry about that. Uh, yeah, Rocket League is on there uh, on both systems. Uh, I think you'd be able to find um, some different sports games, which can kind of be fun. Um, some some shooters and racing games. I'm not entirely sure what your family normally or, or you gravitate towards uh, in terms um, of video games. Yeah, usually. like uh, you know, it'd pretty much be like your. Uh, fighting games, your sports games, and you know maybe like yeah, some sort of racing thing. Absolutely, I mean you'll you'll be able to find like uh, Mortal Kombat in either of those, or uh, even less intense than that, uh, uh, Tekken games. I believe that Street Fighter, Street Fighter, absolutely, Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, now, okay, to that to that end, mm-hmm. um, because at at as we've spoken about before on the show, at the rate of 
technology obsolescence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you answered this offline. Like, at what at what point, what year do or did games stop being system compatible? By by that I mean, what? How many years now is the has the Xbox One and the and the new PlayStation Four been out? And, and is everything new that's released? Uh, um, I, unable to be played on the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360. I would say the given lifespan thus far had been around probably f- five to eight years, give or take. Uh, that being said, the uh, the latest um, series of systems seem to be like they are going to be uh, played out for a, uh, a more extended period of time. Um, I, uh... Uh, the guy at my local game store believes that the the PlayStation 4 is only halfway through its life cycle. Yeah, and, at this point, and it's been out for what the better matter of like that's what I'm four looking at right now, years, something like <laughs> yeah, that. At least, at it's, least, it's been a it's been a while since that came out. Um, so I mean, you're you're probably not looking at this stuff rotating out until possibly like the mid to late 2020s. If I had to guess, maybe even closer to 2030. Uh, yeah, unless, I think, think 2014 was about when it, so about yeah, four, four years. years it's yeah. been out already. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're probably going to be looking in like like I said around like the mid 2020s before you're going to have to start considering a new state uh, before they're even going to consider start launching a new one. Um, and, okay. And at that point in time, even with them launching a new one. Th- all of the games that will be coming out for that one, they'll generally also be making it for the, the previous system just because not everybody's going to immediately rush out and go and buy the brand new one. There will be some games that are exclusive to the new system. but um, So that being said, I, I think you should go PlayStation 4. Um, and you don't have to really worry about this, like you said, with uh, uh, you guys not really playing a whole lot online. Um, but unfortunately, PlayStation had moved away from their uh, free-to-play online format, which I believe they uh, they had during the PlayStation 3 era, give or take. Uh, I think that's correct. Uh, so while you can get online and you can do all sorts of streaming and um, things along those lines with either of those systems, in order to really ever get online to play with other people on either system – you'll end up having to do some sort of monthly subscription or what's, um, yearly subscription. Really? What, yeah. What's what's uh, Xbox Live going, Xbox Gold going for now? Oh, Jesus, you know? fuck. I don't even... Off the top of your head? The only reason I ask is because I, I know for a fact that the uh, the PlayStation f- Network is $60 for the year. I mean, so that, if you don't mind paying be... $5 a month, that's not really that bad. No, that's if you're going to use it, it's that not is bad. You, just, yeah, if right. you use it. Uh, that that sounds about in the ballpark for Xbox Gold. Uh, let's see. Just the first thing that I find here. Let's see. Yeah, it's sixty dollars for a year long subscription yeah. for for Gold. Now, if you go month to month, it's going to be a little more expensive. Yeah. I think ten dollars like a month for both. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but sixty bucks all at once, and you get to play games for the whole year. The other thing is, uh, I, I don't know what it is with Xbox because I haven't ever done Xbox Gold. But with with PlayStation Network, you can get you get free games every month. You get all sorts of things that you don't get uh, if you don't have it. 
Uh, you I know, believe Xbox but, has also been moving to that structure too. Yeah, you know, they have like cloud storage. They've got uh, streaming games. They have Jesus. free games to play. You know, like like I actually uh, I don't own it because I'm not currently signed up for PlayStation Network. But I did the free two weeks, mm-hmm. and so as far as Sony is concerned, whenever I sign back into the PlayStation Network and give them money again, I get Destiny Two: The Forsaken for free. Mm-hmm. And God of War three for free, Ooh. and that was just that was just two weeks uh, of a free subscription that I got out of that. That's God of War three would be worth it. Absolutely. The other thing is is uh, you also get significant discounts on things. Like uh, I bought, um, let me think here. I got Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And Assassin's Creed, um, the gold edition of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. It was like a $200 purchase with PlayStation Network and a gift card. I paid $40. That's not bad at all, actually. Solid. You know, uh, yeah, it's 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 really hard for for me to justify beating. Like it's just insane to me how cheap that was. Yeah, if you're if you're an active user, that seems like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. And what do you, what is what are you guys' thoughts on the secondary market for hardware? Generally speaking, if you uh, stuff. if you go to um, either a place that is local that you really trust and that does testing for that uh, that sort of stuff. Um, I, I think it's fine. Uh, I also frequent GameStop quite a bit. Uh, I have come to trust, um, GameStop and they'll, they'll also put, uh, generally speaking, warranties on their products. Um, so if any hardware does fail for whatever reason, you're able to take it back. But, um, secondhand products, uh, at this stage of the game, um, I don't think that there's really any problems with it. They usually do extensive testing to make sure that all the hardware is still up to snuff. Um, they're not going to just buy somebody's shitty Xbox or PlayStation and then look at it and then just put it on a shelf and sell it out. They, you know, they go through, turn it on, check everything, check the hard drive, the, the memories for it. Um, and, and actually do get fairly involved with some of the testing to at least make sure that the product that they're selling aftermarket is going to be something that doesn't have to come back to them again. Hey, hey Rob. Yes. I don't think we ever added Craig. We didn't, but I do have uh, the... Uh, Fuck you, Craig. I, I have my programs running because I got tired of Craig trying to go all Decepticon on us. Fair enough. I just wanted to make sure. I just now noticed because... Uh, uh, Buck Elliott just joined us. Ah, uh, Bucky. Bucky! My guy! I'm not talking to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob. He can, lick, Rob. he can lick the outline of my asshole. Hey, Rob, will you, will you tell Bucky that I love him and uh, that I've got a warm, wet hug whenever he's ready? Hey, Buck. Nick says he's got something for you the next time you see him. Fuck him. <laughs> you didn't really translate that effectively, Rob. Nick, uh, Ryan says he really appreciates you, and he can't <laughs> wait for whatever wet enough things you have to give him. Oh, good. It's warms the cockles of my heart. Wet nothings. <laughs> wet hot nothings. Show title. Mm, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
it took, it, it, it took Buck think, Nasty arriving to bring a show title. To Buck, I think Buck Nasty is also a strong contender. Ask Ask Bucky if he'll accept Buck Nasty as a compromise. Uh, uh, Buck, uh, how do you feel about Buck Nasty? Fuck Nick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, that's that's about all the more that I really had to uh, add to the PlayStation versus Xbox uh, questioning and conundrum right. here. No, that was excellent. I'm, I'm going to have to source a, a GameStop and see what I can... Because uh, by the time you tack on a couple extra controllers and a game or two, you can kind of get it a little over your skis. So. Mm, yeah. Controllers are expensive. Absolutely. It also doesn't seem like either one of them actually do act as a 4K Blu-ray player. Uh, that is incorrect from what I had just been looking at uh, both uh, the um, PlayStation 4 Slims and any model beyond that, which is most of the, the newer, bigger models. And uh, the Xbox Ones are both 4K compatible, and they, uh, they both had uh, Blu-ray player drives. But that was, all, yes, that they, was also only off my initial... But has anybody ever seen one in action? In I believe capacity? that they will, I mean, I, they will allow, they will upscale games to 4k but if i were to go buy like the avengers 4k like the 4k avengers blu-ray and put it in it won't play oh i see it'll it'll play as a blu-ray and instead of being a 1080p it'll upscale it but it won't actually be 4k that that, gotcha. that could be right i don't uh i can't say that i've bought a 4k blu-ray or dvd or anything along those lines possibly you ever. Would, you, you, you also you wouldn't if you didn't have a 4K Blu-ray player, right? But that being said, so, I do have both a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One in my household, um, and everything that I had used it for, including streaming and playing all of the Blu-rays and DVDs that I my uh, my girlfriend and I have now, um, seem to work just fine, and we have a great TV that looks good. But I I haven't put them side oh, by no, side no. in. And no like doubt, it will tested. it will play it will play your Blu-rays. Right, right. But I sure. I've never tried 4K DVDs or. Only Blu-ray. reason I bring it up is because the the only reason I was able to buy the PS, uh, three originally was because it was also a Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. and that, that was at the time when a Blu-ray player was three hundred dollars. Right, right. And the PS3 was three ninety nine, and sitting next to it on the thing at Best Buy was a Blu-ray that was three fifty, mm-hmm. and so I was able to say, "Hey, I, for you've forty given more me the, dollars, we could play Call you've of Duty." You've given me the you've given me the green light to get a Blu-ray player for fifty for forty more dollars. I can have a Blu-ray player and a PlayStation. Right. So I'm going to. Do you do guys that. really feel that there's that much? Um, I'm not saying I. I'll tell you circa that time frame, but that Blu-ray is so earth-shaking, and even beyond that, that 4K Blu-ray is anything special. I don't, but not my not my bailiwick. Same. I'll second Joe on that. Whose bailiwick is it? Ryan's. Buck, sorry. Is it? Is it? Oh, I don't know. He's, I'm not he's the only person that's brought it up. 
I'm not right? responding to the question if Nick asks it. Right, right. Uh, what's the difference between a, a DVD and a Blu-ray? Because I, I, my, my and, uh, special eyes can't tell stuff. the difference. The, the, the 4K stuff. Now, I will tell you, on, on Ryan's TV, uh, I almost can't watch it. Because the picture is so clear, it actually, like, there's a part of my brain that freaks the fuck out. It's distracting. It's weird. Well, I mean, it's an acquired taste, but I, I know what you're saying. It's distracting. Joe, you just have to, if you watch it long enough, it goes mm-hmm. away. Yeah, that's your, true. Your your body's able to, like, I can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. But But if I were to go buy a new TV, or if I were to actually watch things in 4K, it would do it again. Gotcha. So, like, my, my TV upstairs is... Uh, it's ready for 4k but i don't play anything there's some netflix shows that are in 4k that really and i i can tell only because it like i'll turn it on it'll start fucking with my with my face gotcha um um the the porn industry is backing 4k which is why I mean, 4k is is the next iteration take it on. it's the next iteration of what weird weird that porn just skipped blu-ray yeah. No, porn porn did Blu-ray too. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, I thought because well, thought... there was something else that came out right, right around. Whatever. I, H- I thought Blu-ray HD was the DVDs. only one that hadn't been. No, uh, it was HD DVD. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so there was, porn there was... drives a, a lot of industries behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. sure, there was, sure. There was D- there was DVDs, and then there was HD DVD and Blu-ray. Porn back Blu-ray, HD DVD fucking died. Yep. Gotcha. Um, I thought it was the other way around. Who's still buying hard copies of porn? Like, it's the 21st what you, what century. What are you trying to say? I'm, are, saying, are I'm saying support the sex Just workers kidding. that you like to support, but buy their porn on the internet like a civilized goddamn human <laughs> being. Who 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 buys, who buys porn? internet porn? You, you don't. You don't. You generally just go to some porn tube or something along those lines. Porn, but up. they they but, see the ad revenue. But the, yeah, but the the, the sex workers wouldn't necessarily see that. But yeah. Um, that being said, uh, one of the other things that I think we hadn't touched on or briefly touched on was backwards compatibility. Yes, uh, it yes. does seem like the Xbox One uh, and the Xbox One S, being the the newer model, are both uh, um, backwards compatible all the way back to the original Xbox. Uh, uh, at least for really? at least for most games, from what I'm reading right here. That's amazing. Now, interesting. Now, PlayStation has selectively remade um, several games. And I believe that there is some backwards ca- capability, but I don't believe that it is nearly as extensive as the Xbox One. I, I believe you are correct. And that being said, uh, to kind of do a point-counterpoint thing, uh, you can't get virtual reality on an Xbox, but you can definitely get it on a PlayStation 4. So, just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay. Cards on the table. Yeah, so. Oh, that's funny. Can't play old shitty games, but you can do things in VR. Yeah, but you can get new versions of old games for pretty cheap. I mean, usually, uh, you can get you can get cheap. you can get all three Crash Bandicoots for thirty five dollars. Uh, I think as of eleven days ago, you could get all three Spyro the Dragons for for thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not it's not like they're making old games prohibitively expensive. Yeah, per se. Because you're, you're, you usually get a lot more for your money, I think. But 
Just my opinion. Indubitably. Well, so. thank you. That was a, uh, a long yeah. and winding and adventurous roller coaster. And of, I'll uh, also throw out there because the because the system's been out for four years, uh, you'll probably be able to find games for pretty cheap at mm-hmm. your local GameStop or disc replay or whatever. Uh, um, same story with secondary buying secondary hardware there as well. Um, exactly. Exactly. They'll they'll test the games, and you're not going to go in there and buy like a scratched up shitty piece of you know CD garbage. Yeah. Right. So GameStop's pretty well vetted. I okay, I, 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 I support GameStop uh, for I, for everything except selling your games back. Yeah. Once you try to do that, oh. they're gonna they're gonna lowball you as much as you can. Stick it right in your, your pee hole. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of exactly right. speaking of sticking it in your pee hole. Um, somebody asked um, Buckinald if uh, if he brought his rage and angst back for a specific cause or reason. Uh, anyone else feeling angsty about Transformers and or Michael uh, uh, Inlet of an Ocean? I am I am not feeling angsty about Transformers. In fact, I watched the Bumblebee trailer and I actually enjoyed it. Really, really. All right. Fuck you, Lord, Lord Contrarian. I'm intrigued. I tried. I tried. Not, you're not, you're a not being contrarian. I actually target. It's a, um. Well, sell me on it. It's a reboot of the franchise. Michael Bay has nothing to do with it. That's actually true. It is directed well, by that- Travis Knight. That it's helps. A, it's a it's a firm reboot of the franchise. Um, they are actually one thing I like about it the most. I think, and I don't know why, is that they are um using it as the introductory movie to a a shared Hasbro universe. A shared um, Hasbro. What else does Hasbro yes. make? Is there be like, a, like a, a shoots and ladders? All right. <laughs> Movie Hasbro no. Hasbro fucking makes everything. <laughs> no, but there is going to be. But uh, the all but confirmed rumor now is that Channing Tatum's character is actually um, Duke, the GI Joe. What? I, I definitely see that. What? I mean, and that, and that Sorry, it'll actually it'll actually be the. Um, I don't see Channing Tatum in the cast list. Or not Channing Tatum, sorry, John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, Michael Bay, I, I actually, I thought he had everything to do with it. I was just like, I thought it was just another, but no, it's a, it's, uh, it's actually not part of the, from what I understand, it's not part of the current Transformers franchise. That it's, it's its own thing. Instantly excites me uh, 45% more. So I'm I'm intrigued, but I like, so, not, I, not, I think that it may be, still be part. Being, I'm still not, flaccid, but I'm on my way up. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the thing that has me most excited about it is the recent cancellation of Transformers Seven. I think that's what really does it for me. They they shit boxed it. Oh, they, I... yeah, they, they, they shit hammered that. What's what's a Transformers 7? I don't uh, even... Allegedly, it was supposed to be the long-awaited uh, Unicron movie. But Boy. Uh, Paramount, after seeing how just fucking terrible The Last oh. Night did, 
right. uh, just uh, said, yeah, Michael Bay, it's probably, you're probably right. You should probably retire from this franchise. And so it was, and all was good. Excellent. And he's, they've moved him to a farm somewhere far away yeah, where he upstate. can really play. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's amazing <laughs> that, that, that that donkey franchise did what it did, made the money it did, and was able to just get tangibly, progressively worse over its evolution. Yeah. Still, I'm going, I'm going by taste to... test and by actual like IMDB rating. They, they still, With a 7.1 at, at the first Transformers, which I, to a 6.3, to a 6.0, to a 5.7, to a 5.2. Oh, Ouch. I still don't know how they managed to grab Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins for the last night. It boggles my mind. I, I don't even know who's in the last night because I won't watch it. He'll, sir, I think Sir Anthony Hopkins will do almost anything at this point in his career. Yeah, he's, 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 he's Pacinoed himself. He's, he's yeah, British, he's, you know. Yeah, he's – uh, my, my Cubs are going to blow this Ooh. game. I feel kind of the same way about Marky Mark these days. Yeah, he's he'll not do turning anything. down a lot of roles. No, he'll do anything. We are Speaking of guys who will do anything, uh, Mandy was fucking great. Uh, it got a it got a five minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. I believe that. Impossible. I believe that. Um, uh, uh, Panos is it Panos Cosmatos? That's the director that, no, and the that writer. Sounds right. He um he approached Nick Cage originally to play um the cult leader. Oh, fantastic! And Nick Jeremiah Cage, Sand. Yes. Nick Cage uh, read the bastard of uh, Dorn. By the way, he, he read he read the script and said he he's in, but he wants to play Red. Fuck yeah! Uh, Panos said no. Fuck no! He felt he was too old for the role of Red, and they couldn't find. Uh, so now he didn't have either of his main actors, and like who did he want for Red? A year went by. We don't know, but a oh. year went by, and one of the executive producers of Mandy is Elijah Wood. Yeah, I saw that. That's actually what got my wife to watch it with. And Elijah Wood, weird but interesting. Uh, yep. Elijah Wood uh, had a lunch, um, and and invited Nick Cage and Panos to to sit and talk about um, what they can do to get Nick Cage right. in the role. Okay, so it was a lunch that he planned to talk. Panos Correct. into getting okay. It wasn't Correct. just he was like, man, I really want like a turkey club. Let's get Nick Cage and Panos Cosmatos here. <laughs> no, he he wanted Panos to understand that Nick Cage is perfect for the role. Um, gotcha. and, it, and it wasn't until Nick Cage like like dice because Nick Cage. There's actually a. It, it just came out. It's on YouTube. It's a. It's getting a lot of press because it's Nick Cage talking about every single one of his roles. Sure. And and like what he what he like what his mindset was, how he approached the role. And he's like he comes across as like not some fucking jagoff actor. He comes no. across as like a dude who understands film and mm-hmm. and he's talking about like old Italian actors and shit and and he's I mean and he's okay, let He's actually a Coppola. He's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I did. I did. 
so he's he's like literal and acting royalty. Somehow explains the giant pyramid tomb he bought for himself. <laughs> but he also he and he's also I mean he's the best actor winner for fuck's sake. Well, his, his actual name is Coppola. His real name, yeah, he's, yeah. he's Nicholas, Nicholas, he's Nicholas Coppola. Coppola. Right? Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Wikipedia, more show. Give it the times. I, so he uh. Uh, and after, like, after sitting down with Panos and saying, "Like, this Lucky is what I, I recognize his face." This is what I see about your movie. Panos said, "Yeah, you're perfect for the role." I was wrong <laughs> and hired him. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So, and it's also so this is something that I've wanted to talk to you guys about for a long time. Is it's one of the first movies, uh, partially funded or fully funded by the production company Legion M. Uh huh. Legion M is a company that. Um, is owned by um, regular people. It's just like uh, like you can buy, you can like invest money in Legion M, and if okay. you invest a certain amount of money, you get a vote or a say. It's like stock. It's like you're a stockholder, huh. and, and you can you can greenlight. Like, yeah, I think as a company, we should fund this movie. Intriguing. So it's it's a it's a fan run, fan owned movie production company That's called fantastic. Legion M. Yeah. Uh, uh, listeners, uh, if you'd like us to greenlight movies, give us more money, please, and then tell us what you want us to fund. But on top of all of that, uh, Mandy is just a phenomenal film. I really enjoyed it. I've watched it twice. Um. And like I told you, Joe, there's there's no understanding this movie. I don't really know what it's about. Other no, than I, I, I know what it's about, I yeah. just don't understand it. Right. You know, we give Nick Cage a rash of shit uh, on this program and in life, as one should. But if you really look at the the book of business on a whole, uh, he, he's had a pretty incredible run over the last twenty five years. Yeah, my my biggest problem with Nick Cage isn't his acting. It's the fact that he'll be in anything. But he's been in a lot of memorable to good things. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. 25 years. Uh, but, but when you've but when you've been in anything, he's also been in Ghost Rider. And yeah. Independence not Independence Day. Nashville 7 or whatever. What? Now. Who? He was you National Treasure, like, one through four. I think that's there's only been two. Work. Yeah, well, that's how unmemorable they are to me. Oh, man, I love the National Treasure. Oh, God. The first one I like. Oh, the first one was fine, but the second one is like... What'd you call oh. it, Ryan? It's the perfect movie to fall asleep to? Sorry. Rob? <laughs> uh, yes, it was the perfect movie to fall asleep to. He was also in The Rock... Which is pretty fantastic. Sure. Uh, Movie about Alcatraz. Yeah. Lord of War, which was actually, I thought that was a phenomenal movie. I need to see that movie for real because the bootleg version that my grandma got me doesn't make any sense. I would just watch the real one because I don't know why you would watch a bootleg fake movie. Just... Grandma, I don't know why, but for some reason, one of my grand went and got like she she knew a guy and and she brought like uh, fifteen bootleg DVDs home for Christmas one time, and there was like it, it's the reason I I haven't seen 
I, I don't think I've ever actually seen Revenge of the Sith. I've only ever seen the bootleg copy that she brought. What the fuck, Joe? I just have no interest. Well, yeah, because you watch, like, the shitty, like, half-done Russian version from your... with the guy who gets up in the middle and, and, like, jerks off in front of the... with the silhouettes and... Paul Rubens? Comes back with with 14 (laughs) buckets of popcorn that he hands out to everyone in the row. Yeah. Sure. I would just, I would just go back. And then halfway, halfway through, it just turns to static. All of the fake movies that your grandmother ever brought home to you, you should probably just go watch the real versions of them. Yeah. No, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that this is. I would just move that to the top of your list. That was my life at one point. That's all. I'm sorry. Real weird. Before we, before we dive back into Michael Bay and and his transgressions uh g- give me a give me a best and worst nick cage uh, i don't know i haven't seen enough rob, nick cage rob, rob tell bucky he has to go first uh buck what would be your best and worst nick cage movie um i'm going to say best is Wild at heart, and worst is Snake Eyes. I'm I'm gonna go uh, Moonstruck and Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm gonna go Raising Arizona and Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Wow, uh, Lord of War and. Astro Boy. Did anybody say Captain Curly's Mandolin? Because that movie sucks. <laughs> you know what? I don't think that. <laughs> what a fuck toy. <laughs> what was that last one, Rob? I've never even heard Astro Boy. Astro Boy, based off of the like. Oh, geez. I didn't realize he was in that movie because like, it's not live action. The archaic Japanese anime. Sure. Astro Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 stepping what you're smelling in. I am entirely intrigued by Rumblefish now. All of a sudden, <laughs> that's a uh, that's no that's that's uh, by what's his name? Whoever that, wrote that the is, Outsiders? That is, that's Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, but it's 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 pre Dylan, or post Mickey Rourke, Diane Lane. Oh, yeah. the cast for it's actually Dennis Hopper. This cast is actually really good. I gotta look up Will, who's in the- Will Smith, but it's oh, William it's- Smith, and it's a completely different guy. If you've never seen Wild at Heart, Rob, you need to watch Wild at Heart. It's a David Lynch film. I um, don't think that I have, but I do love David it's, Lynch's uh, work. It's fucking, it's it's ridiculous, is what it is. But it's really good. Man. It's my it's my favorite Nicolas Cage. He's actually dressed as DJ Rob. Who? <laughs> Nick Cage. In, I'm going to send you guys a picture. You know what I'm talking about. Nick Cage is also in Grindhouse as Fu Manchu. Which is funny. I, yeah. He's also he's also he's also like I I have no problem with uh was it Gone in 60 Seconds? Gone in 60 oh, Seconds yeah. was actually I I kind of wanted to bump that up just because my old username for basically anything ever was Handsome Rob because of That's right. Gone in 60 Seconds. 
I didn't realize that's, it was that's, the, that's the wrong movie, but that's yep, okay. That's, that's Italian that's, job. That's Italian, Italian job. job. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. All right. Was that? Was Gar 66 in the Italian job? They're basically Armageddon, the, Deep Impact of car yeah, stealing movies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all the same. No, Everything's the uh, same. Italian job. They're not stealing cars. Not not stealing cars. Well, I'm uh, nothing to do with stealing cars. I'm uh, I'm done. I've I've never seen the Italian Job, so I don't know. <laughs> you, Rob, Rob, you were you were you actually was, you think your nickname is actually supposed to be Turkish. Turkish, yeah, that's <laughs> where you were. <laughs> You got sideways there. Turkish is what you're looking for. Charlie Kroger. That's a little Jason Statham meta humor there for anybody who's listening. I like who it. cares to. I like it. So how about those shitty Transformer movies? Oh, so bad. All of them. Well, the I first am, one was at least tolerable, was I, watchable. I'd argue Fair that I even enjoyed the first one. And I I like uh, Shia Labeef. Yep. In most things that he's in. Go on. Do you? I actually do. You do. Really? I do. I like the guy. I like. Are you sh- Are you sure you're not thinking of Emil Hirsch? Mm, I don't know what an Emil Hirsch is. Is that like where you eat on your way to the cemetery? <laughs> like a meal hearse, just. <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> well done. Yeah, no, I think the, the the first Transformers movie was fine. It was whenever they created a sequel that it was. Uh, that's whenever it started going downhill immediately. I see what you're saying, but I would confuse him with Paul Dano first. Ah, uh, okay. Just so you know, I just I think it. You know, a franchise has ran its course when. Halfway through, they have to wholesale change the cast. Yes, like we're gonna we're gonna get rid of Josh Dumel. We're gonna get rid of Tyrese. We're gonna get rid of uh, Shia LaBeouf. We're gonna get rid of Megan. We're gonna get rid of all of them, and we're gonna go with like discount Megan Fox, Marky Mark, and we might uh, keep around John Turturro for a a cameo. Yeah, and two jive talking Kia Souls. God, Uh, is that? Is that the singular Worst. defining point of that? Yes. Of that franchise? Yeah. Is that that somehow made it through editing and? Yeah. What was that? Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a chance that the two jive talking Kia Souls is the <laughs> low point of film. I. Yes. Yes. All of it. <laughs> and we used to watch like like Thanks Killing and Hobo with oh, a yeah, Shotgun. No, yeah. No. Joe and What's I. Would- there's nothing wrong oh, with it. It's fucking great. No, Hobo Joe, with Shotgun is excellent. Joe and I like made a point to go through and like watch the lowest rated whenever Netflix still had the stars system and like people would rate movies. We would find the lowest rated indie movie on there and we would just sit down and watch it. And that's what we like. That's how we would spend our evenings. Hobo and, with a Shotgun is exactly what it sounds like. Oh, and it delivers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's actually not the low point of film because I believe Burt Reynolds was in a dungeon siege story or something. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Who who wasn't who wasn't in a dungeon siege story? Uh, That'd be a better uh, game to play. I know that Jake Busey was. <laughs> I know Is that Ray Liotta was. And so yeah, it's it's Gary Busey's son. Oh God. 
Poor guy. Uh, so was so was uh, Michael Jai White. So was Lily Sobieski. Lily Sobieski was in that movie. Did anybody say so, that? Yeah. So no. was Rob's boy, uh, <laughs> handsome Turkish. Yeah. What's a handsome? I don't know what that means. It's the chocolates that the uh, evil witch of the east gives to. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. And after they go through the wardrobe. Right. Goosander or whatever his name was, Esme or something. <laughs> Esther. Did you say Goosander? Ed- Edmund. Was it Edmund? I think it was Edmund. I think it was Edmund. That sounds right. She Lysander. Lysander. Yeah, it might funny. have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I think you have to, can't, you can't. Ron really Perlman was in, nobody's talking in there at the moment, are they? Ron Perlman was in a dungeon tale. You can't really knock on John Rise Davies <laughs> Dungeon Tale. Why is it Dungeon Tale now? Is that another movie that's No, that's the same one. Oh, okay. There's a tale of Matthew Lillard is in Dungeon Tale. <laughs> a tale of Despero? Yeah. What? Yep. You've oh, seen man. that with the talking mouse? Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought, I don't know. I'm so confused now. Desper. Oh, yeah, with the talking <laughs> mouse. Sorry, I just, because American Tales, Fievel Goes West. Now I'm confusing oh, cartoon mice. That seems Those are two different movies. I, I am aware they're two different movies. I okay. just now look up Tales Jesus of Despero. Joseph. No, An American Tale and Fievel Goes West are two different movies. Oh, yeah. No, um, Fievel Goes West is is the um, subtitle on that particular film. American Tale is like the franchise. So the first one is American Tale. The second one is Tale, colon, Fievel Goes West. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's the only one I've actually seen in the whole series. You've never seen the original Fievel? Nope. Such a weird guy. <laughs> it just it, it was never on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's also, I've never seen the Rescuers. I've only seen the Rescuers Down Under. Never seen the Rescuers either. Wow. Correct. Also okay. correct. Interesting. So you're a guy who... Has only seen sequels. I, apparently. Like, you've never seen, like, A New Hope. You've only seen Empire. As for, for his, <laughs> you, like, Star right. Wars starts for you in Empire, and you just don't get it. I've never got it. I've never understood it. I've never understood well, Star watched, Wars. Uh, like, shitty bootleg version of it from his grandmother. Well, I've never watched the prequels. Let's leave it at that. Hmm. Just, like just the, Phantom. Just Joe, Joe, Joe watches just <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> movie about libertarianism. Ghostbusters 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I also uh, didn't Secrets of Nim have a, a team came out before it. TMNT? Uh, no, Secret of Nim is just uh, another short story by Kipling. Oh, okay. That can be found in the same book as Ricky Tiki. No, Tommy. no, no, no. The uh, the animated version. Sometimes when you guys have no, a listen to the original, read the trivia snippets on IMDb for a Dungeon Tale Siege. Part one, <laughs> not not part two or three, just part one. The trivia. Huh? It's there was fun. a third. There was the third American tale, the treasure of Manhattan Island. Mm. 
Wait, did they? they that would be. They did have three movies for this. What in the fuck? What you just said, Joe, oddly enough, would be an absolute perfect segue to my Geek Weekly. Oh, what? Well, let's let's move there. What do you What are you geeking on this week? I uh, I bought a book called The Secret by uh, Byron Price. Okay, and it's uh, it was when uh, it was published in the eighties. Yeah, and uh, I'm still it um, one out of five (laughs) on BarnesandNoble.com. Oh, it's it's not like it's a novel or anything. Um, it actually is a uh, there's twelve pictures in it. And the pictures correspond to 12 different poems. Oh, but, okay. But you don't know which picture and which poem. Oh. Interesting. Um, so you have, to, you have to put the two of them together yourselves. Um, but if you actually find the, uh, the, the pictures correspond to a different city in the United States. Okay. And the poem uh, tells you where in that city is the... Uh, is a uh, buried in the ground a ceramic box with a ceramic key in it? Uh huh. And if you find the key and then turn it into your, uh, uh, if you turn it into the publishers of the book, they'll send you a precious gemstone. That's fantastic. Interesting. And wait, is this and, the same the secret that you find in like every Walmart hobby? No, lab, no restroom. No, that's the. That's the self-help book that teaches you that if you want something, you just do it for yourself. Okay. That's <laughs> that's where I was really confused for a second. No, this is called The Secret. Uh, it's it's but it's not that book. Gotcha. That sounds and awesome. So of the 12 of the uh, of the 12 things, uh two of them have been found. Really? Not yeah, the others though. Uh, one in Cleveland, one in Chicago. Huh. Interesting. So uh, That's they, very cool. The one in Chicago was found in the late '80s, or the mid mid to late '80s. The one in Cleveland was found in 2004. Wow! Uh, so there's ten. There, there's a like an eight inch by eight inch by eight inch plexiglass box, and inside of that is a handmade ceramic box, and inside of that box is a key. And if you send that key. You could still today, if you found it tomorrow, you could send it to the people who published the book, and his estate will send you the corresponding precious gem. Oh. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, That's here, pretty neat. Here's another fun fact about The Secret. Uh, it is also the ninth book in the Animorphs series, and it's narrated by Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very funny. Not a chair. The 35-year-long hunt to find a fantasy author's hidden treasure. Did you learn about it on Vice? No, I learned about it on a, there's a show on, fuck, what channel is it on? I don't know what channel it's on, but Mac watches it all the time. It's, uh, no, Mac watches it all the time. It's, um, the host is a guy named Josh Gates, who is a, he's basically a modern day Indiana Jones. Um, but he's, he's like funny and charismatic and he's has a show where he like treasure hunts. And one of the episodes was on the book, the secret. Um, they actually, one of the pictures corresponds to Milwaukee. 
Um, and uh, he went to Milwaukee trying to find it and can't, I mean, I actually thought he was going to find it on the show because the the way they deciphered the poem, it like made sense that this is where it would be. Hmm. Um, but he didn't find it. So, but yeah, so there's 10 out there. There's 10 still out there. Uh, they're not, they're not buried in any private flower garden or flower box. Um, Very cool. They're mostly in public parks. Um, and it's, it is the, uh, it's this guy's story of, uh, immigration to America. So the concept is, is that, um, as man started building civilizations and stuff in Europe and Africa and all that, all the fey folk had to up and move to the new world, which was the United States. And so like where the French immigrated to new Orleans, um, yeah, you know, there, and you know, Chicago's an immigrant is a city built by immigrants in New York and Milwaukee and Cleveland and San Francisco. Boston, probably Boston is one of them. Yeah. Um, so there's the cool thing is, is that because, you know, this was done in the eighties, I'm way behind the eight ball. So a lot of the pictures have already been like decoded. So like this picture corresponds to Boston. It's like universally known that this is Boston. Right. So I, I don't have to do that part. Um, and a lot of people have already tied the poems to the pictures. I also don't have to do that part. So really it's just where, uh, where do I think it is in Boston? And am I actually going to like, we could, we could go to Milwaukee we could all meet in Milwaukee for a weekend yeah. and try to find the fucking treasure in Milwaukee. Right. Well, even if we fail, there's a great ice cream shop. Yeah, there's all sorts of things to do in Milwaukee. Right. So also, so, you know, uh, 25 years ago, uh, Papa and Grandma took the kids up to watch a baseball game. And on their way back, they stopped at this place just off the side of the road and had uh, the best kielbasa sausage you've ever had. Was it at the Mars Cheese Castle? Oh, I have no, no yeah, I know. But he told me about it when I'm on my way back from preaching in Milwaukee once. So anyway, so, that's all. Well, that's that's that. That's the coolest thing that any of us has done this week. So that's, I've been I've been trying I've been reading it, and uh, it's it's kind of a weird. You know, read, uh, give us five stars on on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Did you want to go? No, I just no, yeah. So yeah, that's that was just too funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this last week, I had actually had the uh, awesome honor and privilege to DJ a friend's wedding, and uh, I forgot how much I really, really enjoy that. I mean, most of the stuff for uh, I did the music for both the uh, the ceremony and the reception. Um, she had a fantastic like list of music that she was able to like just uh, you know cook up for me, and you know I just basically played DJ iTunes for a majority of the evening. But uh, later in the evening, they uh, they walked up and uh, the groom and the bride, and they uh, said, "All right, well, it's uh, getting pretty late in the evening. Everybody's pretty drunk at this point. We're gonna go ahead and cut you loose for a little bit. You can just play whatever you want." I was like, "Oh, fantastic!" So uh, just what I desired, right? Well, there were probably like anywhere between like. Uh, 10, 15, maybe on the upper side, 20 people that were around my age and had gone to Electric Forest with me quite a bit. 
Nice. And so uh, the last hour of the wedding turned into the Rob Bass dubstep hour, and I had just a blast. So I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I was glad to get back in the swing of that for a little bit. Makes me kind of want to go out and try and get a console for myself and start playing again, playing around yeah. again. Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Indigo John Kenobi can do it, I'm I'm saying he's blowing Is that up. A thing? Oh yes, absolutely. He's actually doing fairly well in Indianapolis at this point. Well, I should say we call him Indigo John. He calls himself John Kenobi. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. But uh, yeah. So DJing and shiznit. Uh, Nicola, what about you? Um, you know what? I totally had something to say that I got lost. I've been flipping through this U bowl rabbit hole while you guys have been talking. Why and would I've you completely do that to yourself? Myself. Well, it started with Dungeon Master's Siege or whatever, and yep. then I Master Siege, <laughs> and then I started exploring uh, Blood Rain and subsequent stuff and uh and i got completely sidetracked so i think i'm just blood rain? Yep. he did all three blood rain oh. all three dungeon masters a tale of siege <laughs> he did uh the one i just sent you the blubberella, blubberella. alone in the dark he he has 12 of the top 25 worst movies rated all time in his repertoire at least according to imdb so I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, own that, and I'm gonna geek on hating you, Bull, because I really he he thinks he likes to fight all of his critics. I, it's no, it's a standing offer. I will fight him for charity. We should, we really ought to send him our podcast, or just because I, 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 I want to telling him we'll fight him for charity. Right, I want to see you fight him for charity. I'm into that. I'll fight it for charity. Rob will DJ the event. Oh hell yeah. Um, Ryan will, uh, will, will, will do the color commentary. Excellent. Joe can be ref. No, yeah, we need an impartial ref. No, I'm impartial. No. Mil- Mills Lane. Mills Lane. Perfect. <laughs> Let's get Mills Lane. Uh, Joe, you can bless the event, I suppose. Excellent. We need Perfect. a chaplain. Um, I think we should make it happen. I'm down. Let's do this. I'm about it. I'm about it. I don't think he's allowed back in the States. For we'll, we'll, good we'll figure that out, I suppose. I don't know. All I know is I enjoy uh, the Shade Bush Pilots Eggs Ubola, which is a microwave poached egg. <laughs> it's very appropriately named. Yep. It's actually pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie. Really? But uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as far as microwave poached eggs go, it's actually pretty sure, good. Sure, sure. Well, that's uh, that's been a show. They yeah. say that that it has. Joe, did you tell us what you're geeking on? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm uh, I'm embarking on an academic symposium tomorrow through Thursday, uh, which or through Saturday, which is actually going to be. Uh, three days ago through today by the time link to the podcast. But uh, yeah, it's it should be interesting. It's on the the theme is the theology of human violence. 
So, you told us about that. that that's yeah. that's uh, lots to talk about next week. Yeah, it's interesting. So far, I've read two papers about how the translation for the the Greek word leistai is incorrect. Um, we usually translate it as bandits. Um, the the two guys on either side of Jesus were leistai or leistes, if you want to make it plural. Um, a, a more appropriate term would be more like uh, uh, insurrectionists or revolutionaries. So. Interesting mm-hmm. stuff. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I, don't, I don't know where to go from there, but yeah. So also, uh, what else? There was one paper. The first third of it talks about how, uh, like kids these days think that hate speech is violence. And it's just like, buddy, your argument would be stronger if you didn't start there. Maybe, maybe use some supported stuff and some evidence. But anyway, yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm really excited. This is going to be my first. I've never been to a symposium before, so I'm really actually very excited about it. I'm not even sure what one is. I, is are, it, you, are, are, are you, you symposing like, for it? or Is it symposium the thing where they have like all the different kinds of food and you eat like a lot? No, that's a buffet. Uh, it's a, it's a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I think I think it's uh, smorgasbord. Uh, smorgasbord. Yeah, that's the that's the Swedish. That's, that's a German buffet. buffet, isn't it? Oh, Swedish. Anyway. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's going to be. There's going to be seven scholars. They're going to stand up and read their papers, which uh, we all have in advance, and then uh, we're going to talk about their papers, I guess. So, spark very, uh, will fly. Hmm. Yep, gonna have to get myself a new pocket protector. I think. Just keep the. I bet. I bet. Some I heavier bet, underwear. I bet when you're done, you'll reinst- Your body will reinstate its hymen. Yes, that's probably just about right. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I've only read out of the four papers I've read, uh, only one of them has been really interesting to me. But whatever. Uh, if you happen to follow me on Facebook on my personal, uh, I shared a lecture, two lectures this morning from uh, one of the, the presenters from this upcoming weekend. And I will happily share tomorrow's lectures uh, on my personal as well. Um, if you guys think I should share it on my Geekcast Joe account, I'll do that too. But not sure, not sure that you'd want that. So. Yeah, I'm out of steam. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> that, that early times margarita is uh, not yeah. so well. Couldn't imagine why. Well, yeah, since since Joe's uh, all strung out on reverse margaritas, uh, please do like and subscribe. You know where. He, Joe's told you before. You know where to go. You know what to do. So just do it. Make yourself feel good and help us along the way. And uh, if you have time, give us your best or worst Nick Cage movie. Mm, Absolutely. Yep, that's the right one. I was going to say, give us the recipe for the worst cocktail you've ever had. Mm, that's also a tasteful one. Uh, they're usually not written down. That's true. Five stars, though. That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and some Patreon. Absolutely. If you like us and want to see us do more things like uh, get shares in a movie industry or some shit, uh, go and give us money so we can do things like that. 
And thank you, as always, to all of you that are supporting us in one way or the other. You know who you are. We'll probably say some names next week. But uh, we souls. appreciate you. You are. We love you. Have fun. Uh, Call your grandparents. The end of this thing. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right when you get work. <laughs> right when you get work. I like that.